You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my sidekick. Coming in. What's happening? Coming in hot. What's up, buddy? Good to see you guys. How are you? How's life in Venice? Life is good, man. We've had some great weather out here. Um... Yeah, it's it's everything's getting back to normal. It seems we still have the nice. Still have the individual businesses deciding what the individual businesses are going to do in the mass mandate. Even though the State of the Union address was last night, and I believe none of those guys were wearing masks. But either way, it is what it is. But we're riding it out. We're getting there. Yeah, that that would be a weird State of the Union though if they were wearing masks. Like oh, Jesus. I mean, Where how would that not be? That seemed like that would have been the situation had they done that a year ago. But, but yeah, oh no doubt, no doubt. What's warming up here in Bozeman? Is it? Gotta say, Wait. yeah, nice day. It's gonna get cold again, but it was like forties, maybe even fifties today. Yeah, doable, nice. very doable. Oh, uh, on my drive today, I drove from Missoula to Bozeman, and I drove past uh, one of those trucker convoys. And all the bridges had people on, you know, waving flags and freedom signs. And I guess they're going out, uh, I assume, to D.C., yeah. right? Is that where they're I headed? I believe so. It's, I mean, it's... there were a lot of people, man. It was miles and miles long. You gotta, I was like, holy shit. You got to respect that. You got to respect that. There's no way around it. That's some tremendous hu- human behavior. I'll give you that. Well, the. F- Fight for freedom, bro. You know, Fight for freedom. It's amazing. It yep. really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to start out real quick before we get going into the reviews of the week. And we got some good ones in there, so I'm looking forward to talking about them. But what did you think about the Lex Friedman, Mark Zuckerberg podcast? Obviously, we don't usually review other podcasts right. other than Rogan. But I just felt like Lex is a legend. Also... Mark doesn't do these sorts of interviews. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to get a, a feel for, like, what you thought about him. Like, did this humanize him a bit more? Do you like him more? Do you think he's more of a robot? Those were the first two things you said made it. He did not, himself nothing but a favor. Like, I, I felt a lot more intrigued to hear what he has to say. I think we've made reference to elon musk and thinking that he might not have everybody's worst interest at hand it kind of just decide that's what you decide but i don't think mark zuckerberg has everybody's worst interest at hand it didn't feel that way at all i think having a family having a wife and i i think he made he made a good point he's like i don't do this for money you know what i mean at this point he's he's like you got i don't know it's like we talk about do you do it for power just because you have that much money i don't know it seemed like he was trying to work for a better tomorrow from my perspective what do you think? Oh, you okay. Think? Well, I mean, look, he's been a billionaire since he was like early 20s, I think, right? right? I mean, when you've been that rich for that long, right. uh, you probably don't 
you know, you just after a point, you can't see value in money. Right. Surely, I mean, when Jordan Peterson talks about like you make anything over seventy, what is it, sixty, seventy grand? Money doesn't make you any happier. Right. I mean, bro, when you have, you know, forty billion, right. I mean, at that point, it's like, well, um, what, what the fuck? He, he could buy an yeah. island. He could buy a country. It's, gotta, it's like what? Well, it affects your relationships. I don't know. Probably, I don't want to say in a negative way, but everybody's coming at you at all times with their own angle. Like twenty four hours a day. Oh, dude. The, yeah, he's been. A, he's been. People have been coming at him a lot, you know, and especially since that movie, The Social Dilemma, right. which brought up some very interesting points that need to be addressed. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what I think. I don't think that I disliked him. I mean, there was nothing. He's not like an Elon to me. He's not. He doesn't inspire me. It doesn't get me pumped. Right. Do you know? Just like whatever he does, I never even gave a shit about Facebook. I barely used it. Right. Um, and honestly, I like the VR stuff, but I wasn't really that pumped about what he was saying about the metaverse either. I'm like, yeah, kind of sounds cool. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I just felt like there was, it just didn't, it wasn't selling me on it. It's not like I'm waiting around like, oh, I can't wait to get in there and build my avatar. It's like, come on. Yeah, I, I, I'm I sure know. half of it's marketing, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be doing pods from the metaverse uh, soon uh, with our avatars. That could be. I mean, the way, I'll check yeah, it out. the way he was describing it, I can imagine if you could be sitting in a room with your avatar and it's acting exactly as you are. I, I don't know. I mean, even this Zoom call is kind of. If you want to call it Avatar esque, but this is like real life, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, who knows? Know. Who knows? Well, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it, he certainly didn't make me dislike him right. more. I mean, I think that he, if he does a few more of those, I'm glad that he did it on Lex and not on Rogan. To be perfectly honest, I feel like those two nerds together probably could connect better you know whereas i i think rogan i don't know i I just don't think that mark would have loosened up enough on rogan's show he'd have to get some uh bunch of whiskey in him i mean he's super articulate and well thought out obviously so all of his responses were spot on it seemed like they almost rehearsed those questions at some point but i doubt it i no no i doubt it Lex no, wouldn't have I, done that. I mean, I'm sure there was some things that, that Mark said, look, I'm not going to talk about this, right. and I don't want to, you know, I'm sure he put some... some Disclaimers. Some little disclaimer, yeah, but otherwise, right. I'm sure even Lex just, because he's a, he's a man of integrity, right. and he was probably like, listen, what what comes up, comes right. up, and you got to, this is what, what this right. is. I so, mean, Zucker... Yeah, anyway, it is, it is what it is. I think Zuckerberg's got two kids now, and I think that he's, like I said, I think that he's, I don't think he has evil intent. I just, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, I I think it's one of those. I think he invented a thing that just snowballs into something, right. and he's he's playing catch up the right. whole time. It's almost like that guy from Twitter. That's- you know, he. I feel like he was doing the same. He's like, look, I fucking, I'm trying to figure this out right. too. That's, it's like it's moving fast, and it's and it's hard to like stay that ahead. Seems of it. fairly accurate, I, I would imagine. Mm. 
All right, let's jump over to the pods of the week. Daniel Holtzman, chef, author of Food IQ. This one is a fun one for me to review or for us to review. Um, Because Daniel trains at um, street sports, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Santa Monica with um, uh, Nato and the guys up there. Um, I knew him from up there. Um, not well. Like, it took me a minute to recognize him, actually. And then I saw, I was like, shit, I know that guy. And then it just took me a second. And he, I think he was a brown belt when I was training up there. He's black belt now. Always a nice guy, though. And what's great about that school is, you know, I was a blue belt when I was there. And he, um, you know, oftentimes, one, you don't really always get to train with many black belts when you're a blue belt and sometimes they're not that they're dismissive but they're they're there to train seriously and they focus on their thing but if i ever rolled with him he was always patient you know uh, if you missed a move or he got you in something he'd explain it i mean he's he really is that genuine he's a good guy he's he's always been a a good dude but there's that's pretty much everyone up there that's just the culture they have like everyone's cool with with all all the different people uh in general that it's just a very helpful like friendly school to be at and uh yeah i i mean i miss it a ton i miss it a ton but that's cool that that uh you know i know a guy that now is on here you know it's 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 just uh it's awesome i think i can't remember if i knew he was a chef i think he may have talked about it but i I don't think I I knew all that much. But what's great about this podcast is it's one of those ones that if you enjoy the you know the um, cooks and chefs that come on Rogan and that sort of talk. I mean, obviously it's all food, but it always makes me fucking uh, hungry. This was a this was a really good version of those types of shows. For sure. I mean, their their conversation was great. Daniel was was really good yeah, on that. To absolutely. Be yeah. It was funny. Even talking about how he was delivering pizzas as a kid, and then his buddy was delivering pizzas on the rollerblades. <laughs> how he kind of got started. It's like mm-hmm. gra- grassroots. Yep. <clears throat> it just inspires me to cook right. too. Whenever um, you know they they start talking about this, that, and the. And I mean, when you think about it, it's a big investment. Like unless you got great areas for like good barbecues and like. I'm sure smoking all the meat takes some time, but it is one of those things that I'm like, one day I want to get into uh, this. Like I want to. Those grills that he makes. I mean, what what better way to bring people together than food? I mean, it, it's obvious like food and drinks are the best way to develop community. <clears throat> and especially with those grills that he was making. Did you see those that big ass grill that he made? That was insane. No, I was driving uh, during that bit, but they, what did he say? He has like a hammers on, you need to get a glass of water no, or something, no, bro? You're I apologize. Get, get your cough bun. You got COVID? What's going Three on? Three bits. Go ahead. Have you not been wearing your mask, no, bro? I, I, we talked about that. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. I apologize. I, 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 right, keep it together. We'll get you a cough bun as soon as I figure out how that works. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, those grills... I mean, some of them, I, I would love one of those Traegers that you can like 
you connect it to your phone and you control the temperature with right. that and it just kind of basically tells you when it's done it's like all connected to wi-fi how fucking brilliant is that idea? real smart you get the same product every time he was talking about mm-hmm. as a chef how he feels semi-embarrassed to use those i don't know i think if you know what you're gonna get by the way you're gonna cook something that's something solid about that yeah, look, as long as the food comes out good, who gives a shit how right, you did it, right. right? Like, come on. It is funny, though, how he talks about dropping out of culinary school, and that keeps coming up over and over with these chefs. Now, it's either one or two things. It's like, it is that, that, like, going to culinary school doesn't necessarily make you into this great chef, or it's the type of people that would drop out and then still become awesome at chefing that Rogan seems to just have right. on. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I love those guys that say, fuck this, I'm out. Right. I'm opening a restaurant anyway. Well, like you said, it's uh, quite the time dedication. People think that you're just going to go make some tiramisu or something. There's a lot There's a lot that goes into it. It's expensive, it's expensive yeah. too. Oh, those culinary oh schools. And from anybody, the way he described it, too, I i mean, I grew up in restaurants. I, there was a few Italian restaurants that were, like, on the higher end, and that's how it was. It's like the way he was talking about it. He said, if you want to go to culinary school, you're probably going to work at one of those corporate jobs or on a cruise on a cruise line, or you can get a nice job that's paying you whatever. But he said, like, he compared it to, like, if you want to start, start like, an avant-garde, I think was the adjective he used. Just your, yeah. Or you end up like in a in a what would it be like a catering company or something? Well, that I mean that's like or just your own standalone restaurant where there's like just one of them, you know, and you're known for a certain thing. You, you I mean, you just develop that kind of. I don't know. I think there's a lot of that stem from French restaurants, to be honest. But like French culinary, that's what they always go. That's what they always go to as the best, I believe. Yeah. Right, I think so. Yeah, I mean the French chefs are well touted, you know, renowned, world renowned. I mean this the timing of that story where he's working over there for free, like you know, just helping out in the kitchen, and that guy comes in because the chef went home, and it makes it makes him look like he's doing everything. You know, I mean, perfect timing. Talk about taking advantage of an opportunity. Absolutely, I think that's a great Great story. story. Um, I, I mean, talk about right place, right time. That's what he was saying too. As far as a kid, he said he was been in the kitchen since he was a kid. Have you had anything like that? As whenever you were a kid, thinking about being a cook to some degree, there's a. T- I think no, you know, not at all. I didn't really start enjoying cooking and really getting into cooking, honestly, until COVID hit. And you know, I'm in Santa Monica. We're all just in our place doing you know nothing quarantining right. and i just got really into cooking right. learning spices watching youtube videos and i'm like shit i should have been doing this for like 20 right. years everything just started to taste so much better i'm like i've just totally been shortchanging myself <laughs> eating crap it's like oh eggs and this and that i'm like i didn't even add anything good into right. this so lazy it is fun i mean you can make food by it's good. Yeah, my know. Instagram feed is full of just all food stuff. It seems like what he was talking about, what Joe was talking about, they make the meal like one thing after another, and then you see all the preparation and ingredients all within like 30 seconds. It's pretty cool how they break it down. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I, 
I follow almost all of those like barbecue. Oh yeah. Like all day, it's just showing people, you know, preparing these massive chunks of meat, smoking them, putting the spices on, squishing them up. Like you know, they just break it up with their hands, and oh, it always looks so good. I'm like, I need to get some of this fucking shit. Uh, When they talked about smoking that turkey, um. It, was it like was it a, th- a story for Thanksgiving or they were just smoking it? And I, I don't think know, they, but that sounded amazing. Think, I'm like, yeah, I think they were smoking it, but yeah, that sounds amazing. Mm. The long oh, and duck meat too. Yeah, they brought up duck meat, dude. Duck is so it's good. Like cre- you ever have much it's like duck? creamy almost? Would you say? Yeah, and it's a darker right. meat. It definitely is quite dark. Um, pretty amazing. I do, what do they serve? Is that sauce called uh Houston, Houston sauce or something? Houston sauce. I've probably had I've probably had uh, duck w- once or twice maybe in my life, but I just remember it being pretty rich. But it was something I would get. It is. There's a really. I think it's uh like a. I think you get it from like Chinese food. Yeah. They do like a really cool um duck right. dish. That comes with like Houston sauce, and then you get like these. I don't know, like, is it like a bread thing that you eat it with, right. or some sort of wrap? Anyway, yeah, that's a great dish. <laughs> it definitely. They is. always make reference to barbecue, obviously being what, from. What Austin was he talking about in Austin when he was selling? Montana's known for it at all. Um, uh, what was it like? Hot sauce and hand soap. Wait, are you screwing up something? What's going on? Back now. You hear me? What What'd you I don't do? Know. I just leaned back. Screw the <laughs> no, audio, we're here, bro. We're back, dude. We're supposed to be. I'm right here. I, I just leaned okay. back and I it came off. There, we're back. Sorry. Who knows? Who knows? All right. But yeah, wasn't he selling? It was it hot sauce he was making or something? But he wasn't allowed to, so he pretended it was yeah, hot soap. Because if you, and then if the. You, <laughs> The health department like shut I it down. I guess you ferment that food. It's supposed to be not as healthy or not safe to eat. That's what he was making reference to, yeah. I think so. Or he just like didn't have permission to sell it that way, so he had to say it was something uh, yeah, else. That's... I don't know. I say good yeah. effort. At least he tried. Why not? But th- yeah, he was like they weren't standing. The health department was not falling for that one. They got him right away. That's interesting. I mean, I I have. I wonder if they had a tip or something because I I'd be you'd be hard pressed to see a health department guy come in and go through your whole refrigerator and freezer and look at everything. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but mm. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was like left on the table in the restaurant, right. and he's like, "Why would hand soap be on there?" And then tasted it, and he's like, "This is." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought hands. This is some spicy I ass. Hands so would be worse. I was thinking some Tyler Durden shit. Something I don't know. <laughs> right. But. He kind of ended uh, the pod talking about training. So of course, because I know some of these guys, I wanted to get into that. Um, he mentioned Coach Adam, and uh, uh, yeah, Coach Adam is he's a. He's a bad motherfucker. I think he's a second degree black belt yeah. now, but like very, very good, very, so technical. I mean, he's not a huge guy, and um, I mean, number one, if he gets a hold of you, you're dead instantly. That's the first thing. If 
This I is, mean, and because he's constantly training up there, uh, competes a lot. I mean, his his jujitsu is so sharp. What I really like about, um, and with all the professors that I've worked with, I mean, really the best ones that I've ever come across are, are at street sports. Yeah. I mean, Kron is obviously amazing, and and working with him is is just a a gift but the group that they have over at uh street sports is just unbelievable i mean the the way that coach adam will just kind of adjust just these tiny bits of your game like just a a little bit of a foot movement or just just try this grab i mean it it, it's night and day i mean he'll do like the tiniest adjustments on you he sees everything and it it changes the whole way that you do any move, and it's just this brilliant. Is, like he's always. This so is good. in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, the okay. one you went to. Oh, that is the one I went to. Yeah, you you went up there that is one. That right? one. So that one's re- reopened. Um, then I take it because Holtzman said that he. he yeah, Holtzman it's, said he lived here. It's back open. Venice. Yeah, they. They yeah they they're trained okay. up there. Um. So Doctor Doctor Charlie is another one of the incredible instructors up there his classes were always fantastic theo was the coach that night when we went up um yeah theo's a legend uh there's just so many guys i mean um rodrigo that does a lot of the administrative stuff up there he i think he's now a purple belt and i he was just a blue belt when i knew him but he was always training up there this guy weighs like i don't know 130 pounds he's tiny and there was nothing I could ever do to that guy. It was just so ridiculous. And he was a vegan, which I always gave him a hard time about because I find that funny. So I always pick on him about that. Mm. And every time he would roll, he'd just look at me and go, you're not going to let a vegan be right. you, are you? And then just would destroy me. Uh. I mean, the talent pool up there, like, no wonder that guy is so passionate about training up there. It's funny that he did bring up Kron as well and the I happen to move and get to train with him. So. How's that work? It, I mean, um, I, I went in there that first night. So if you're just a guy off the side of the street, you're just like, all right, I want to do this, and then I'll start training with you right now. How's that work? What do you as mean? As far as just the process goes, you just walk in and say, all right, I want to start training because I remember I rolled with those guys and did a few of those drills. But how does the, that's just yeah. how it works. You just show up. Well, you would go up there. You do. They, like, sign you up. You do your first class, whether you bought a gear or not, and that's it. You're in. They just put you in the beginner class, yeah. and you start gotcha. training. And, they- and, you know, it's up to you whether you come back. I mean, you know, the the first six months really is the hardest. Right. You get past that, and you're going to be hooked, and that's it. You'll never quit. Right. I mean, obviously people do, but, I mean, yeah, you get past the first six months, you're in good shape for for the rest of the training but, it, but one one thing's for sure you should go to multiple schools yeah. because they're not all the same you don't have to take the the first one you come across but sometimes you luck out i mean it just happened to be i lived in santa monica i didn't know what the schools there were like and it really is like one of the top schools in in the u.s for right. sure a phenomenal place he phenomenal. said all right yeah, let's yeah, I, I was I was just gonna say he he was trying to train over at Eddie Bravo's during COVID, but they were t- tightening up the reins there, I believe, or something he made reference to. Yeah, they they were being super cautious about yeah, COVID. Just so 
you know, because they're just closing everything yeah. down. So they had to. Nice. I mean, yeah. All right, let's jump over to um, who are we doing? Oh, Diana. Sacred cow lady. I forgot. That's it. Diana Rogers and Rob Wolf. Yeah. yeah. So they wrote a book. They're big into the meat diets. Um, really, the feel for this podcast from a nutritional standpoint, I mean, my younger brother is mostly a vegetarian and he lives in England and I, and I said, hey, you should listen to this one. And I wanted to get some feedback on it because they kind of covered really a lot of that conversation that is like, you know, meat is bad, it's unhealthy, the animals take all this energy, if we just grew grain, and, um, you know, people ate that, it's better for the environment, that kind of narrative that you always hear. Um, But I think what they did is they just really looked into it. They're like, okay, well, what what is the truth? What is the healthiest way to eat? What does take the most energy? Is having a field of cows actually bad for the environment as compared to other crops that you could grow. And I think they, you know, they found that some of the answers are different than we've been hearing. So it's a good bit of information. You know, I'm sure some people out there are like, well, that's misinformation. They can just claim anything. Ah, It's just another example of it. Uh, my girl is vegetarian as well and she listened to this one or at least some bits and pieces of it and she it's, it's hard to it's hard to neglect some of the facts that seem to go on and, and it's interesting and this is no disrespect of vegetarians or vegans out there but the way they described it being more of a culture and more of like a I almost see it as almost like a virtuous thing to be able to like look down on other people that could get some blowback, but it kind of just feels that way sometimes when in reality, there's all these other byproducts that are, are, are a product of what happens whenever you have to do all this farming and whatnot to make, you know, dude, there's no doubt there's that some of them do kind of virtue signal in the sense of, you know, uh, they, it's, it's like you try and talk to a vegan about it and like they they're gonna bring up like it's for not just health but it's for you know environmental concerns and they just have all these um kind of other bits that they have to throw in that you know i don't know it's just like i don't sit there and say (laughs) oh the way that i eat is because of all these you know very specific reasons that make me virtuous or like more considerate it just kind of makes you feel like you're not considerate for just eating food that makes you feel good it's like this it's not like i'm just eating cake i mean i'm talking about eating meat and then i work out a lot and i feel good and i have energy to do it and i'm 40 and it it works exactly and you don't the way he described i don't eat a ton of meat either but i will say it's something that if you have like a steak you know it's you're not gonna want two steaks like a steak will work it's like yeah you're you're gonna get fulfilled and and like you're gonna get your nutrients from the food i don't know how much i don't know just eating fruits and vegetables the whole day it's like i don't i don't know hopefully you'd be fulfilled 
What do you mostly eat? I thought I didn't realize that you didn't eat. A I lot mean, of meat. I don't cut what it. Do I, I don't mostly? cut it out. Like I had chicken this evening, just like a, a couple of chicken tacos. But at the same time, I'd, a lot of the stuff I eat is just veggie burgers, or I'll eat just veggie options very often. But oh, that's interesting. Um, I mean. Not for any specific reason either. Like, I don't know. I want to say it makes me feel better. I don't know if that's really the case, but um, just seems to be a bit, it just seems to be well, a it bit is, lighter. You it's, know? I get it, but, you know, when they're talking about what goes into those things, right. um, like the Beyond yeah. Meat or whatever, the Beyond Better right. logo, uh, I don't know. And then, yeah, when they, it's interesting that what do they say? It's pea protein and starch or like potato protein. Right. And then it's, they're like, well, it takes like whatever, 10 potatoes, right. the protein extraction. It's like, hold on. How, how much energy does it take to grow yeah, 10 potatoes fe- for one burger? How feasible is that? That's even like something that you would do. Mm. I, to be honest, though, it is funny they said about, you know, because they did kind of tout that burger is like the healthy alternative to blah 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 and you haven't heard a lot about it recently and you know it's it's like i wasn't surprised to hear that it's it's like kind of being seen as just a pretty processed blob of stuff (laughs) and when they talk about that bioavailability and how you just you're just not getting the nutrients out of it that you would from some meat I mean, just the fact that it's, I don't know, dude. itself is odd, but, um, beyond meat, it's like, why are you even trying to make it meat? Just call it. And even whenever they're talking about like almond milk, it's like, no, nah, man, it's almond water. Let's be honest here. It's like, what uh-huh. are we talking about? Tea. It's almond, almond tea. tea. That's right. Do you think they add something to it to make it look milky? Just so you think it's milk? I, yeah, I mean, that would be the only thing that makes sense because when I do serve it with some coffee or something, I could. it looks like milk. It just looks like soy milk. But Yeah, but, but all those milks are like that, like coconut, I all of them. Maybe. They just come out very milky looking. I wonder if they do just That's... go, all right, this one's kind of like brown yeah. looking. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to put some white Let's, food color so in there. so it nah. keeps the same standard across the board. What was that? that dish they were talking about where someone was like eating a banana skin and it's, there's like videos they were of trying it to say the banana skins were like super poisonous weren't they so not super poisonous but there was like some toxin in there to so that you know like bugs and animals don't want to yeah, eat that's it right, that's right um and but somebody was like cooking it up like spaghetti yeah I, i've seen both that's interesting maybe that maybe when you cook it it takes that toxin out i don't i don't, I don't know Mm. I don't know. What, why? Just don't eat yeah, banana skins. I, What's going I on here? Stay away from the skins. That's the bit you right. throw away. I will say that. Like, don't come up with a fancy way to eat it just because. Right. Like, ever, ever since I've thought about like fruit as nature's candy, it's kind of I'd kind of appreciate it a little bit more. To be honest, I've I've always loved fruit, but it's definitely if you look at it from that way. You can see it's that was like nature's way of providing you your natural sugar without having to eat just gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's designed that way, right? It it wants 
creatures to right. eat it. It's why it makes it sweet and makes right. it like that. I mean, it's like the the bit that the plant wants you to do, not pull the whole plant up and right. eat it, because the plant wants to live. So they both have celiac disease. Do you know anybody that has uh, that? I've known a few people that have had it. Um, a lot, I, what, like people that I've worked with and whatnot. Like some of them had it really bad. If they'd have like even a piece of bread, they'd look like they were like nine months pregnant. Like within a couple of days, it was just like cr- crazy oh, inflammation. It, could get... it sounds, it sounds super uncomfortable right. to have that. Like re- just like any stomach problems right. generally. Oh, they really are. Like, other than maybe like toothaches, it's like the worst. I was gonna pain. say toothaches are freaking brutal of all brutalness, but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I wanted to make mention the one thing on this one is interesting how they were talking about your health and how the pandemic kind of accentuated the fact that how loneliness can uh, is uh, is so detrimental for your health. Did you remember I'm talking about that? That's right. Yeah, it was one of the factors that, and like, what, what did they say? Having really good social um, interactions and networks yeah. is is like very positive for your like mental it like, state. It like makes beats sense. out cancer like exponentially. Well, loneliness is horrific. You know what I mean? Like, you get you. It's good to get a bit of time away. You know, you take a break, bit of solitary stuff, you know, maybe get a sweet Airbnb or go stay in a cabin right. for a minute and just kind of get in touch with yourself. Right. But but that's if you're coming from a place of like, oh, I have a lot of people that I know and a big social network and like I'm interacting right. a lot, but it's 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 a lot. I need a I need a bit of a break right. for me. But if you're just someone that really doesn't know a lot of people and you want to and you're just not that's able to torture. connect. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta really fuck with you. Kind of torturous, right? Um, oh, for sure. I, I liked how he said too, as far as exercise. He met, he said it just in passing, but he goes for, at its at its essence. He goes, if you're in better shape, you're harder to kill. And I was like, I, I, I like, <laughs> I like, that like stood out to me. Like he just said it like that. I was like, fuck yeah, man. I I can appreciate that. Yeah, that's so, true, right? I mean, for sure. I just think with that, it's like, uh, you know, anytime you're working your body, um, you're doing just so many beneficial things. For you. One, you're getting all that energy out of your right. system that if it just stays in there, just kind of pents up, goes nuts inside right. you. But then, you know, then you get hungry for the right foods. I mean, could you imagine having like a killer workout, like a really long good one followed by solid saunas and sweats and then just going in and eating i don't know like a giant yeah McDonald's. it wouldn't be as filling you just it just wouldn't work like your body is like right. nah, not that. <laughs> we gotta get something good I, in there you know it's it needs some real yeah. fuel it's like it almost yeah. tells you i will say if your body is is at its last moment you're like i will eat anything but i do agree with you 100 percent um totally different feeling though when you're like late night on a friday and you've been drinking for you know so many hours and then all of a sudden there's a taco truck you're like i'll eat anything they have interesting that he said like uh i think 85 percent of vegans churn back three months in was that i think that was one of the facts that they threw out 
85% of people that approach veganism just throw in the towel three months in. I don't know how, I don't know how they get that stat. Well, not surprised. I mean, you know, for one, I mean, look at it like anything, right? It's a right. change. Changes are hard to stick with regardless. Right. If you're used to eating meat and other things, I mean, you go vegan, that's limiting right. a lot of what right. you eat. I mean, you could. I, I'm sure the stats are pretty similar. People that do keto, yeah, maybe it's even shorter. You know, carnival's not easy to keep up. You got to be real disciplined um, to right. that, and you know, and you hear those stories too of people not feeling well eating that type of food. Some people do fine yeah. with it. I mean, like I said, I knew guys at jujitsu that were vegans and and did fine. They never seemed to have any problems, and they were happy yeah. with it. But for some people, it messes them up. I mean, everyone's just kind of different. I think Joe made that point. Like, you know, why harp on anyone for That's the way what, that they I, eat, right? Unless unless it's clearly unhealthy. If they're just bags of chips and donuts <laughs> and ice cream every day and they look like shit but, but and they're not, lazy not and they're they, way no. overweight. I mean, there was an interesting fact that they kind of – I don't know how much basis they – this holds, but Hong Kong having the highest meat consumption and the longest longevity of lifespan, that was kind of an interesting correlation, no? Dude, they're healthy people. I mean, I've been to Japan. There's very few fat people that I saw, honestly. I mean, they're, they're a thin people, and yeah, they eat a lot of, uh, of meat and good meats too. I mean, just the way that they prepare so much of their food. There's so, many, so much good food there. And obviously, they eat a ton of fish, which is all the omega oils that you want to get in you. I mean, um, yeah, it's it. It's just it's almost like it is a narrative that we can't push. It's like you rarely hear like, "Hey, guess what I found out, guys? If you eat a lot of meat, you're actually really healthy." It's a, it's almost like you, taboo, like you can't talk That's about totally that. True. I'm like, why why can't we just be in a in a situation, like a, a place of dialogue with each other where we're just like, hey, I found this out. Let's be open to it. Let's right. discuss it instead of, oh no, that's not yeah. good for you. So it's just so fucking dismissive. I'm like, how are we gonna get to the truth if everybody talks right. like this? I mean, honestly, if it works for you, then it works for you. I I don't really have any basis or any input on it it's just i think what it comes down to is that virtue it seems like almost sometimes if you're vegan and and you don't maybe you don't have to share a similar progressive view and this is me generalizing but if you don't have a similar progressive view people that are vegan are be like you shouldn't even be a vegan you know what i mean like if you don't fit into the categories like xyz it seems to be like maybe that's oversimplifying but i could see that kind of correlating Well, look, I grew up vegetarian. So, you know, from when I was born to when I moved to the U.S., I mean, I probably ate meat like twice. Really. I mean, I just ate, you know, it wasn't a vegan diet. I would have eggs and cheese. You you talked about having that. You Um, talked about having that chicken nugget that one time, I think, or something, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I had like a piece of bacon once. And it was so few and far between. But like, you know, you're a kid. You want to try some things. Um, but there, I was like, I felt guilty for it because I was just raised to not think that way. But I also ate all that kind of fake meat mm. stuff that they talked right. about. You know, it's like, 
I'm trying to think like veggie burgers they had and they try and make it uh, a bit like meat and veggie sausages and it was all shit. I mean, this was was the eighties before they had like good stuff, but none of it was good. I was like, all of this. They had veggie options at your schools. I don't remember them having. I don't. Oh yeah, in in England they they they've been very pro vegetarian for a long time. I can't recall. I don't. Yeah, they they were good about it. I used to be quite jealous actually sometimes at lunch watching my friends just eating uh, all the meat options i'm like ah oh, damn it that looks so good <laughs> smells great yeah that's that's interesting what do you well that 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 said what do you think about meatless mondays in these new york schools now huh? Uh, you know i mean it's hard to say right because i understand where they were coming from and having it be like maybe this is taking nutrition away from kids. I mean, that's obviously bad. But, you know, there's also f- fat right. kids, I obese mean, a lot of kids. Them. And, yeah, and it probably if, – if they're living in a house that just feeds them a lot of junk food and they're overweight, giving them two days a week of eating, you know, like a kind of a low-calorie, low-meat, uh, no-meat yeah, option might might – I don't know, just – kind of educate them or give them a chance to try a different type of that food. Sounds, uh, I, I guess there's pros that, and cons. That sounds good in theory, but if you're serving them fake nuggets with french fries and they're just eating more french fries, who, who are you helping? I don't know. That's the thing, but I don't know what those meals look like, you know? I mean, um, time will tell. I mean, what they said a lot of that, though, about those kids. Like, certain kids had the meat like the vegetarian diets, the higher calorie diet, and then the meat diets, and the kids with the meat diets could function the best. So, I mean, if that's true, regardless of all things, like if the research on that is true, let's just say it is for the point of the conversation, I mean, wouldn't you want to give your kids the best nutrition regardless? I mean, they're growing. They're growing like... You know, they need all of that in there. And then they were talking about the, uh, was it the B12 deficiency? Yeah, apparently. Like, you can't get B12 from anything other than meat. Apparently, that's from the few vegetarians that I talked to. That seems to be the leg that they seem that what was called carnivore diet more or less leans on is that B12 argument. But I don't know. Apparently, it's been proven in some study in poland or something but i just made that up but <laughs> I, I don't know apparently no. this is misinformation no, I'm, I'm, man. we're gonna have to just, put a disclaimer on the podcast now um who knows but i i thought you could just supplement b12 though but they were saying that i guess not from uh vegetarian yeah, those omegas and stuff the way that she was describing it it replicates it in your system but it doesn't actually absorb it as like nutrients to your body so it kind of is counterintuitive huh. you know like it recognizes the b12 mm. but it's not absorbing it on, in, in its entirety it's just kind of faking your body out so yeah i don't know i mean the fact that it ended with the bill of melinda gates foundation pushing to get this like fake meat out there and yeah. vegetarian diets i don't know what it is about that guy i don't want to be like the conspiracy theorist but it seems to be like he steps in to things like the vaccine thing and now this food thing. And it's, I'm just, 
I just get more and more suspicious is it, is of that it, guy. I'm not even sure why. Is it just more polarizing because people are probably reaching out to him because he has a bigger platform and saying, well, Bill, what do you think about this? Or is it the entirety of him just putting his nose into these things, you think? Well, Bill Gates has yeah. a lot of money, right? He's a, he's a powerful individual. He's, he was like the richest man in the world for right. decades. And... Uh, I don't know. I guess that just kind of always makes me suspicious of what he's up to. He's buying a lot of right. land. Yep. And I want to believe that he's only trying to do really good right. things. But it's just hard to know. Some... It's like, okay, if what these guys are saying is true, right. and this, you know, and eating meat and these things really gets the right nutrients in us, and then there's some super billionaire that has access to all the best scientists pushing some sort of other food narrative. I don't know. It just makes me think, what's going right. on here? Yeah, he owns, what, the most farmland by a single person or something like that? Is that true? Something. I mean, that's what Rogan said right. a few times. That's what I've heard. I think I read some article somewhere that was saying how much farmland he's bought up. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying, keep yeah, an keep eye on that guy. Let's make sure no, he's a good I, I dude. Agree. He's recently divorced. He's out on the prowl now. That's it. He's back That's on it. Tinder. Tinder for yeah, billionaires. Fired up. Yeah. All right. Let's jump over to who's the last guy here? Oh, Ben Burgess. Ben Burgess, philosophy professor, wrote a book about canceling comedians with like woke ideology yeah, he, stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, he Rogan asked him to make reference to why he called the title that like four or five times, and then he finally got around to it. And he was saying it makes sense. He just was trying to get a catchy title, but he was saying it because everything that not everything, but obviously there's been blowback on Dave and obviously Joe, but Dave Chappelle's stand up. They bring out this like couple of uh, little tidbits and then polarize those things. And then try and make it into sound bites, you know? It just seems like... When I heard that title, I was thinking to myself... uh, I like the title. And I was thinking to myself that it it kind of is a good thing to point out. Because comedians should be the last people that you take seriously enough to want to cancel. We're trying to laugh. Right? If If you're canceling, like, politicians or you're canceling... You know, motivational people, people on the TV that are saying things that you don't agree with. I mean, okay, that's one thing because they're trying to change opinions and minds. And but comedians are just being like that's funny. legitimately the the thing they're doing is making jokes. Yeah, making that's goofs. it. You're not supposed to take right. them seriously. So you're supposed to just enjoy the right. silly journey that they go on and laugh at it. It's like who. Who after comedians can you even go? Like, what's left? What are you going to go after? Like little kids that have like fun imaginations, and you're like, listen, kids, Santa's not real. It's like, wow, teachers, you need it. They need need to know. know. I mean, yeah, it seems, and I think that that has that's got to be a red flag at this point. The fact that you can always say certain things. I, I I will say that I've seen a few comedians as of late and maybe it's just a polarizing subject where you stand on it, but it's right when they lead with 
vaccine jokes or COVID jokes. I don't know what it is, but I have like a cringe whenever that happens. Have you heard any comedians do that recently? I haven't really, no. I don't know what it is. It's just like there's... I, I don't know. It's, it's only happened on a few occasions, but it seems that it's just assumed that you're supposed to feel one way about something. It just it kind of is a turn off, but it is what it is. Are these like pro. Um, like you're an idiot. Vaccine y- narrative y- y- jokes yeah, or what? But I think it's starting to shift now, too. It's interesting how it just one day it was all COVID, and then within a day, now it's World War Three. It's an interesting shift. I well, mean. that's a good thing, though. I mean, it, not World War Three, but the fact that we're right. focusing on it, it's like that's obviously m- way more right. serious. When you've got a Russian dictator that's like, hey, I'm going right. to nuke Puts someone. You're just like, well, let's let's not worry so right. much let's about put everything. What? this other <laughs> let's, thing now. Let's, let's get put focused. It, let's put it, All right, let's, let's focus let's put on. Let's some stuff in perspective here, guys. God, I hope, uh, dude. I do not want to have to do a pod where I have to talk about the aftermath of some nukes right. going down. I do, I do, I do not want to live. I, I don't want any part of my life for a nuke to have gone off. I'm just gonna say see, that right now. Obviously, no one does, but let's. I don't want to. Even do you see that as terrifies the do shit? Do you see out that of as a real possibility? Supposedly, he, I mean, he's going to run out of options uh, to some degree, and he's already threatened it. And it's like, if he doesn't do it, then it's almost like the rest of the world kind of calls his bluff, which is also another problem. It's almost like it's forcing him. I th- I'm pretty sure he has like a, some sort of battleship that has nukes on it, and he's like moved it into position. I actually don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but. Yikes. Yeah, it freaks me out, dude. I know that. It's just like, what do you what what do you even do if that happens? Like, obviously, we'd have to blast him back, and then what? Yeah, that's it. It's like shit. We thought the last few years were a fucking pile of shit. One upping ourselves. Now this might be happening. Yeah, let's just hope this just eases up, and he just fucks off back to Russia, and we can we can go back to not being in war. The better play at this point. Oh, yeah, please. Do not want to deal with it. Do not want to. Joe talked a lot about his kind of support for, like, socialist right. ideas. And I know there's there's a lot of energy around that word. But, I mean, if you think about it in terms of, like, the fire department, the police department, like, we're, you know, there's parts of what happens here that is socialist right. in a sense. And, you know, to kind of add healthcare in there or just other services that are useful i mean the schools are like that um yeah uh you know i think it's important for joe to like mention those things since so many people are calling him right wing to to piggyback on that i mean he always makes reference to eric weinstein's uh political i don't know what you would call it like option they were talking about that unity party him and his Oh, the uh, Twitter yeah, account that I mean, got canceled? How smart was that? I remember hearing that, and I'm like, that's the smartest thing. It's somewhat socialist, somewhat like far right. They're, they're just bringing different people that bring different things to the table. That makes the most sense. And right when you want to do something like that, Twitter's like, no, you got you to pick a side. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't the idea of that like almost like an alternative to the two-party system? How can right. that be bad? 
that should be encouraged. Give us some fucking well, if that more. That doesn't show you something. That's a red flag. I don't know what will because that's case in point. Like you need to pick a side, and if you're not with us, then you're against us, and that seems to be the narrative. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. There's no like you get a, an outside thinker because that's will shut you down because you're not part of the team. Yeah. Well, the other big thing was like who Rogan's allowed to right. talk to. Like, how dare you platform? Give a platform right. to like a right winger or a left wing or a religious person or a, it's like Joe's talking to lots of different I, people. He doesn't have to agree with everything. I mean, he like he said, he has Ben Shapiro yeah, on, I mean, and then he made fun of Ben Shapiro, which was hilarious. That's, that's, <laughs> He's saying he talks too fast and right. he needs to calm I down. Mean, that's the dumbest argument that you could ever say. Why would you have a conversation with somebody to try and come to a resolution? Um, what'd you say? I mean, that that seems to be the best course of action if you're going to try and come to a a normal discourse and try and find a solution to an issue. Like, let's hear all sides. I just don't know how much, exactly, I don't know how much you learn from only talking to people that already completely yeah, How easy is you. it to seek that out? Like, if that's what you're looking for, you can find all kinds of people that agree with your same identity and the same things you believe in. You know? Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is your friends. You know, if you think about it in terms of that, like uh, m- the majority of your friends are going to think kind of the way that you do. It's probably why you have a lot right. in common with them. But if you're going out being curious and searching for the truth, it's a good idea to to talk to people with differing oh, opinions. And, and while doing that, you make a right. connection with them, hopefully, sure. if you have a good conversation. So you're going to like aspects about them, even if you don't agree right. with all of their kind of politics or philosophies. And, and I mean, okay. granted, just a good example of that is even when and this kind of fits Joe's narrative anyway, but whenever the guy was talking about the meat and the difference between grass-fed, grain-fed, then you think there's this big discrepancy, and it's actually really small, but Joe's like, oh, I said that. He's like, I guess that's not right. I guess I'll now I see the new data. New, new shit has arrived. So, yeah, I think a lot of these conversations are breaking down because of social right. media, because it's not a conversation. It's like you you put someone in front of Joe, and they they could really disagree on issues on social media or just out right. there. You know, even even people accusing Joe of major misinformation. I'm sure if you get them on the pod in front of him, they're gonna have a completely different idea of who right. he is. But when we're always just looking on social media, communicating with each other on there, I mean, it's an important thing. Like Joe talks about it a lot. A lot of people do um, in the space of like, try not to be on social media too much, et cetera, et cetera. But it's an important thing to remind ourselves of because we all are. We're all on there all the time. It's like the, the most useful slash addictive thing that most people are doing so it's just good to be reminded that hey it's not always good for your health right sometimes you go down rabbit holes you start getting really worked up about things and do you do you find yourself uh, doing that what do you like going down those rabbit holes i i mean my my youtube feed is now basically since we've had conversations is basically russell brand fox and nbc or CNN, like I just like to see all three, just kind of bang, 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 like the it's like the newest little five minutes segment. 
Yeah, mine is basically that, but with a bunch of mixed martial arts yeah, and jujitsu videos. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that come up, and then tons of right. Theo Vaughn. He's always in my thread uh, for that. But no, I there's I don't yeah, go down any conspiracy right. theory rabbit holes there, and, and really no one I follow on Instagram takes me that right. way either. I don't think so. Um, but, but that's just because I don't I don't yeah. look at it, but. Uh, but right. people do, though, is my point. And you can. And it's easy to slip into it. And especially, you know, younger kids today. Though, I mean, they're way more impressionable. They're still trying to figure out a lot of stuff about right. the world. And they're curious. So it's going to take them down strange rabbit holes. And, and who knows where they start right. to end up. Just like you said, you can find what you're looking for, too. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's, you really you, you can. Really can. Yeah, you can. You can find anything that agrees with what you're thinking about, and and who knows if you come back yeah. from it. Um, but anyway, that's it for this week. I think we we wrapped it all up. Um, as always, guys, everyone, thanks for listening. Thank I you, appreciate guys. It. And uh, yeah, follow us on on the Gram, Joe Rogan Experience Review, and you can always message us there. Links in the bio to everything. And we appreciate you guys. Talk to you next week.